1: My, my juices flow all the time. Absolutely, absolutely. You know as much as I know.
2: Right now, we've been able to stuff the stuff. The curse is broken. NC State fans, finally,
3: <laughs> finally.
0: Hey, happy Thanksgiving. I
3: mean, that's a triple play. The Wolfpack ain't for soft. It ain't for soft people.
1: Welcome back to another episode of Pack Therapy. I'm your host Joe Giglio, joined as always by the legend himself, Mike. Glennon, Wolfpack coming off of a 27-14 to 14 win over Texas Tech last Saturday night. There's a lot to talk about with that game, Mike, but you're an NC State grad. I'm an NC State grad. Should we be offended, just as NC State grads, by what North Carolina quarterback Drake May said earlier this week?
3: No, it's all fun in the game. I mean, I get it from his perspective why he apologized. I've been in that situation where you feel like Everything you say is under a microscope and you don't want to say anything bad. That's why I was probably a boring interview to you because you never want to say the wrong thing. So what he said, in retrospect, I should have been more open doing stuff like what he did. So he didn't need to apologize, but I understand from him why why he did. But from our perspective as a fan, as an NC State alum, there was no need for an apology. It was all fun in the game.
1: Okay, now I ask you the question as an NC State grad. Now let me ask you the question as an NFL player. You're in a locker room with all kinds of different players from different backgrounds, different schools. I can't imagine this would even register as trash talk in a locker room. Right? Yeah. I,
3: I don't think uh, football players care too much about what school you can get into and what you can't. So, um, no, I, I think that was spoken to the fan base. I don't think NC state football players are, are offended by that comment. It's like, Hey, we're on scholarship too, buddy. Uh, a lot of them could have gone to Carolina. I'm sure if they wanted to. So, uh that doesn't matter in the locker room but I think amongst the fun base amongst the fan bases it's fun and, and for me not growing up here in North Carolina right. it's already been fun for me to see my son who's just a kindergartner how much this whole rivalry is created at such a young age like he's coming home like this friend likes Carolina this friend likes Wake Forest and it's like a constant thing that they grow up so I, I don't know that perspective and, and you probably no. don't either no but in this area, you can see how this starts at such a young age. So I thought it was just a fun comment by him. And, and you know, NC State fans have the right to chirp back at him if they want, but he has the right to chirp, chirp at NC State fans.
1: Now, let me ask you the question, and if you missed the comments from Drake, it was essentially when you grow up in the state of North Carolina, you are a Carolina fan, which for the most part I would agree with. And the people who go to NC State can't get into Carolina. Now, that's not always the case, but I'll be perfectly honest with you. I could not have gotten into <laughs> Carolina my academic prowess would not have been such that I could have gotten into Carolina so that's fine you're the quarterback though you're the spokesman of the team what your answer initially said to me was you're you're beholden to the head coach right so you feel like if you said something out of turn even if it wasn't to the level where talk show hosts like myself or somebody on Twitter or anybody in the in the golf gambling group would be like so what but you feel like you're you have a responsibility to the head coach right so
3: that's why the apology comes exactly yeah I don't know if they forced him to do it or no no no. Why. they made him apologize but yeah. yeah I think you're an extension I mean you're the spokesperson for the team outside of the head coach you're you're the voice of the team so it's really not that big of a deal but I understand why uh, you don't really want to say that as the starting quarterback but it, it, it shouldn't be that way you know like he, he can say it I mean I don't know if Mac Brown's ever thrown any shade at, at NC State, has he? Mac is an interesting guy because he is the
1: master with the media. So he would never really say anything to stoke the other team. It would be more of what we saw before they played App State. Oh my gosh, they're so good. They're they're so old, and we have no chance. And we've never won on the road. You know, he'll he'll do more of that than he would to say something that would be incendiary. But to your point, I don't think Tanner Ingle is over there going wait, you said what about NC State students? Like, I think he's probably like, don't get me wrong. I I think the NC State players will stand up for NC State, okay? I get that part of it. But I don't think, like, their intelligence was insulted by what Drake May said. I think Drake May is a guy who grew up in Charlotte. His dad played at Carolina. His brother is a legend at Carolina. Like, I I think we all kind of understand where he's coming from. For sure. I think
3: as a quarterback, you're trained to – never say the wrong thing. So it wasn't like this was the wrong thing, but they always want you to be, you know, dial it down in any way possible because they don't want it making headlines because if it makes headlines, there's one more thing that that PR staff has to worry about. And so they always just want us saying the bare minimum. And when you have a guy like Tom O'Brien, I mean, it was the bare minimum. I was going to (laughs) say, speaking of boring, (laughs) when you were at state,
1: you never would have said anything close to That would fire up the other team. You wouldn't say something that would be... Create a headline, even back in, you know, 2011. Because even though Twitter wasn't... I mean, it was active. It wasn't what we know now. Social media is not exactly what we know now. I am curious, though, before we get into NC State and Texas Tech. Justin Fields, Bears quarterback. You play for the Bears. And you understand when you're the starting quarterback of the Bears, you have to come out and talk to the media. Even if you play poorly, even if you lose, you got to come out and play. You got to come out and talk. He comes out and basically says... He's asked a bad question. Yeah, they set him up a little In your bit. defense, as the player's defense, he was asked a dumb question. Like, who do you think this hurts more, you or the fans? Well, okay, I get that part of it. His apology, though, I, I didn't mind what he said. The players put in the work. We're the ones who are hurting. I get that. I didn't love the apology, though. Oh, you know how social media is. They took, it, they took my quotes, and it's like, and he also said, well, I didn't want to come out and talk to you. Justin, if you want to be the backup punter for the Bears and you want that salary, go ahead. You want to be the face of the Bears, though, you got to come out and talk.
3: Yeah, that's what you sign up for. No matter when or when it moves, you got to come talk to the media. But they did set him up with that question. It was a bad question. I mean, and maybe he's not old
1: enough and, yet and to say this, that was this, a bad question.
3: They get the soundbite of it. He could have phrased it in a different way. I don't know if he had to throw it. He could have just left it as us as the players. Don't yeah. even bring the fans into it. Right. Just say, as the players, we put in all the work. This means so much to us and avoid i mean that's another pr kind of teaching thing you don't have to answer the question you no, can you answer it however you want to <laughs> so he just he got too far in it um and but yeah as the quarterback in the nfl you have to stand up on that podium and answer whatever question they ask because that's what you sign up for all right onto the Wolfpack. they improved to three and oh on the season and really in
1: control of this game they win this game with their defense they had three turnovers, three interceptions. Aiden White, in particular, I thought was really good. I thought, you know, we'll get into what was good, what was bad. I thought they were just in control of the game, Mike. Uh, that At no point did Texas Tech have the ball in the second half down one score with the ability to take the lead. I thought, if you're a Dave Doran, yes, there are questions about the offense, but I think the fact that they controlled the game the way that they did against a dangerous opponent, a talented opponent,
3: I think that's what's got to be helping him sleep after this big win. For sure. This defense is playing really well, and it's kind of a cliche uh, com- or, uh, quote, but offense wins games, defense wins championships, and this defense is playing like a championship-caliber defense right now. They're playing fast. They're playing downhill. They're swarming the football, and they're, they're pressuring the quarterback and, and forcing turnovers. So you have to be absolutely thrilled with, with the way the defense is playing right now. I'll start with my good, and I mentioned Aiden White has the pick six. I actually thought it was Peyton Wilson.
1: You know, he's a difference maker, and his ability to come out and play this week, I thought that was huge. Not only for him, right, because he hasn't, been, hasn't played a full game and who knows how long, but just confidence-wise for that defense, they feed so much off of him. He is a playmaker. You know, it's rare that you have difference makers. I'm not saying he is Micah Parsons, but he is that type of difference maker for this defense. That's
3: my good of the week. What did you think? Peyton Wilson played great. I think that first game against ECU, he looked a little hesitant, I think, coming back from that injury. Missed the second game of the season, but this past game against Texas Tech, that's the Peyton Wilson that NC State is used to. And he looked great. I mean, he was flying around. There was no hesitancy. He he was getting after those guys, getting after the quarterback. Looked violent. You know, he was playing violent football, which was which was great to see. And you hit on Aiden White. I mean, not only does he have two interceptions, but he has a corner blitz where he has the sack. Right. Uh, just a huge game. I believe he was the ACC defensive yeah. back of the let's week. Let's <laughs> so. um, But this defense, you could the good of the game, you could find a, a lot of good things to point out about the defense. All right. Well, let's get to the bad. I think we're probably going to have the
1: same. Well, one more good. One more good. Because you know me. I am Mr. Positivity. Yeah. Jordan Houston took some criticism after the first game of the year thought he was a little bit tentative against ECU. I thought he ran hard. I thought he ran downhill. I thought he was aggressive. I thought he played like it was funny. He was on um, the Wednesday coaches show where they, they go out to the restaurant and they talk to you and they're feeling good. And they were talking to uh, Kurt Roper, the running backs coach. And it was like, hey, why do you think Jordan looked a lo- so much better this week? And he can't give you the honest answer. As a player, you know, the honest answer is buddy. I'm losing my carries. I'm losing my job. I got to get my acting gear. That's what
3: Jordan Houston looked like. Jordan Houston ran like somebody stole his money. That's what you want to see. No, Jordan looked great. I think coming into the year, there's questions about the running back position. I think they have two guys that are fully capable and they complement each other well because they bring a different skill set. And as you said, Jordan was playing fast. I mean, he was not, he was not running away from contact. He's running downhill, and he's always a speed guy. He's kind of that scat back, but. When you throw that ability to, you know, his agility, but he's playing fast and downhill. I'm impressed with these two two young yeah. running backs. And, uh, you know, I think it's actually one of the strengths of the offense right now.
1: Not overwhelming numbers on the ground, but 13 carries, 57 yards for Jordan. Demi sumo Bang, 14 carries, 54 yards, had a touchdown as well. I'll say this because I'm quick to criticize Tim Beck. I thought this was one of those games. You go back to 2019, NC State goes to West Virginia. And I thought West Virginia looked like a team that knew how to play against the 3-3 stack. I thought NC State on Saturday, the way that they attacked Texas Tech on the ground, looked like a team that knew how to play against the stack. Credit to the coaching staff for what NC State and how they went about it. Now, not the sexiest game plan in the history of the world, Mike, because you have Devin Leary, 15-23, 121 yards, no interceptions, but no scores, there were a couple plays they had a deep shot to anthony smith that i thought should have been a touchdown so maybe we're talking a little bit differently about this didn't look like a difference maker to me that that's concerning and i don't know how much of that is tim beck i don't know how much of that is Devin leary i don't know how much of that is with the receivers still trying to really find out what their niche is what their role is what their groove is what was some of your concerns with the passing game on saturday
3: yeah i think these receivers kind of have to step up and and take over you know like I hit a, I talked about it last week. They're going to have to win against man coverage and they didn't do exactly that. No one's just getting separation. And if you don't get separation, you got to catch a contested ball and they're dropping the ball too. So these receivers have to get going. And that's what I want to see in UConn. I think this game is kind of like a dress rehearsal to get ready for Clemson. And you go back to Devin, Devin's still throwing it well, but it just hasn't been as efficient. You take away the game against Charleston Southern, 32 for 56, 332 yards, one touchdown, one interception. I still think he's the same player as last year. He has the skill set, but it's just not all coming together. And I think we're realizing how much they miss Emeka mezzi because he was kind of that guy. He didn't get a ton of separation, but he was unbelievable the contested catch. That 50-50 ball, he was coming down with way more than 50% of them. I also want to see them get Thayer Thomas involved more. Through three games, 10 catches, 10 catches. This guy needs to be getting at five. five and he's not even getting the, the target so I want to see them get there more involved he's experienced he can win versus man um so that's what I'm be looking for this week you know when they take on UConn is there any I've been asked this question a lot is there any chance
1: that NC State has been playing it close to the vest in these first four games in order to protect Anything that they might be saving for Clemson? Any chance in your
3: brain? No. I say there's none in no. my brain. No, you don't go against a team like Texas Tech saying, hey, right. we're going to save this. Or, isn't... or ECU in the
1: situation that they were in, in the second half, no. like, hey, we're struggling. Oh No,
3: but we need to save it for Clemson. No, but if, okay. if that's their mindset, then <laughs> they're in trouble. <laughs> they're in trouble. Yeah. Mean, you can't be saving plays against a, a team like Texas yeah, Tech. Yeah, I, I get some of these <laughs> questions on Twitter, and and I
1: enjoy my interactions with, with mostly state fans. I think, but, if, but this one is like, I'm like, no guys, we're not saving nobody's saving anything in that specifically the ECU situation. I could see Texas Tech, like I said, in control of the game.
3: Uh, but uh, to me, if you're running the Philly special and you're running a, a wide receiver throwback touchdown, you're not saving anything. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> we did get another Thayer Thomas touchdown pass. He's got four. Now
1: You you had more than four, right?
3: I have more than four. You had more
1: than four touchdown passes, right? The
3: throw god, Harrison yeah, Beck. Yeah, he's
1: tied with Harrison Beck now. So shout out to, uh, to Harrison if, if he's lucid enough to understand this one. Uh, so you mentioned what's next. We got UConn Saturday night, 730. Man, UConn is – this is not the UConn team that you faced in 11. Went up there. It was, god, it was the weather was so bad that yeah. day. It was awful that day. I, I can't even. It was rainy, windy. Like, it was one of those games where it was like, just get the heck out of stores. Or even stores, Hartford, East Hartford. Get the heck out of there with a win. It, it's kind of hard as a player. I got to imagine you, you, you're pumped up. Night game, Texas Tech, feeling good. Win the game. You come back, you know, you got this next week, right? Yeah. You know what's next week. I actually kind of don't hate this for that reason. I feel like it's a team you can handle. Maybe you can look past for a minute, you know.
3: So I feel like this is a this is a good scheduling by instance. I do I agree with you because we talked about after that ECU game, a little bit of hiccup, and then it was kind of a get back on track yeah. for Charles and Southern, as I just hit on before. I think this is a dress rehearsal. It's not a get back on track. We have to be doing everything right in this game because when Clemson when we go down to Clemson next week, we better be ready to go. So all this all these, you know, issues that we're talking about. Defense is playing great. Keep doing what you're doing. Running the ball, let's get a little more rushing yards, but we're doing a good job running this passing game. We need to clean this up this week because if we don't get it cleaned up, it's not going to be good down in Clemson. So let's get this cleaned up this week. This is a great opponent to do it against. Start feeling good going when you get ready to go down to Death Valley. We both began the season with a lot of faith in NC State.
1: I'm not wavering on that. I think we, they can win their division. They could possibly win the ACC. Our next guest, though, wow. He made some waves this summer. Big game boomer. Pick the Wolfpack to make the college football playoff. We'll see if the first three games have, has changed his mind at all. We'll check in with Big Game Boomer right after this.
0: At WakeMed MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone
2: can go home on time, there's Granger offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All right, so as I mentioned, before the season started, Mike Glennon and I,
1: we we picked... NC state to go 10 and two win the ACC we felt good about that first ACC title since 1979. But the man who joins me now, I'm, I'm just going to call him big game boomer because that's how he's known on social media, specifically on Twitter, big game boomer beginning of the year picks NC state, not only to win the ACC, but go to, to go to the college football playoff. What I'm getting at here is I'm not going to give you his real name, but he's not related to Dave Doran. He's not related to Boo Corrigan. He's not related to anyone at NC State, the best I could tell. But he has a lot of faith in the Wolfpack Boomer. I appreciate you taking some time for us here on Pack Therapy.
2: Yeah, what's going on, man? Thanks for for having me. We could definitely need some therapy talk right now for uh, some NC State fans, for sure.
1: (laughs) Okay, so that's where I was getting at, because I feel like you're new to the NC State world. Yeah. This summer. You come out. Your your lists are the best, man. And I'm going to ask you about your list and how you come up with these. But yeah, this no, appreciate best. it. No, no, no. You you got this thing going right now. Much, much respect to you. Your lists are the best. But this summer you, you put NC State in a tier, the top tier, because you said this is who I think is going to be in the playoff. That was preseason. That was before you saw three games. Yeah, we now we now have three games of data. How are you feeling about your Wolfpack pick?
2: I'm concerned right now. I am concerned. Not going to lie. I think, I mean, the biggest concern to me, I mean, the defense is, I think, a top 10 defense. It's just, what is going on with the offense? I I mean, are they just being, is Tim Beck just being conservative in these non-conference games? But, like, Devin Leary just doesn't seem like himself. Is Devin Carter, I mean, is he in the doghouse with the coaching staff? Like, I, I don't know. I mean he's barely even get, getting any targets. Um, the offense is just shocking to me. And uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're just keeping it Manila before they play Clemson, but I, I don't know. I mean, the defense is there, but I mean, I'm just hoping the offense can pick it up. Cause like Devin Leary, I mean, he threw 35 touchdown passes, six interceptions last year. Um, there's no reason to believe that he was He's going to regress. So I, I, I mean, I'm concerned. I'm just I'm just kind of waiting for the offense to really kind of pick up.
1: Yeah, that's what I was curious about because I know the defense was a big part of your your pick. Yeah. Right. And the offense, though, they go to ECU. It's 21 7 at the half. It's kind of how NC State plays. You know? It's like they, they sit they, on the lead. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're not a sexy team. And Dave Doran's background is on the defensive side. And Tony Gibson, you know, has done a great job. You're familiar with him from, from mm-hmm. Big 12 country. And he's really kind of got the right pieces for that 3-3 stack. But the offense has been the biggest question mark for me, too. And specifically,
2: the receivers. You know, Amecha yeah. uh, Emezi was so good last year. Oh, they miss him. They miss him without a doubt. There's no replacing him. Maybe we just took that
1: for granted. Yeah. Um, but I also, not going to lie. I thought Demi Demi, Sumo-Karnbang looked really good against ECU, showed a little bit of a step last week, too, against Texas Tech. Jordan Houston struggled uh, against ECU, but I thought he looked good. I think that's the best I've seen him run, uh, Boomer, in that Texas Tech game. So maybe uh, the running backs can be the featured part of the offense with maybe Devin getting in a little bit more of a groove. Maybe that's the answer. I don't think we're going to learn that much with UConn this week though, are we? No,
2: no, I don't think so. But I mean, like you're right though. It's just like, they were up 21, seven against ECU. They, they got up against tech. It just seems like Dave and Dave Doran and and Tim Beck. It's like, they're just kind of sitting on the lead and just, you know, hope to expect the defense to, to, you know, you know, maintain that lead and, and win the game. And they just get kind of conservative. It seems like in the second half and, you know the the biggest concern to me was in that ECU game when it was like it was they they just got stuffed on fourth and goal. that that play yeah it's like man if they can't punch it in um, on the one yard line against ECU God I I'm I'm concerned but I mean it's three games I mean they haven't even started conference play yet so I'm still optimistic because the defense is 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 what I thought it would be it's just devin leary's got to step it up and he i mean he's a great quarterback and and i think he's definitely capable of playing better
1: at the risk of putting words in your mouth though the, the schedule was a big part of your prediction though right yeah how, how amenable that schedule
2: is yeah absolutely i mean you gotta i mean the clemson game they haven't announced the time of that game yet have they not yet okay unfortunately that'll be a big that'll be a big deal um hopefully for NC state, it's like a noon game. Um, not, not, Brilliant not a night <laughs> game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but you know, watching Clemson, um, I mean they there, I know the scores have been the, if you look at the box score, you're like, Oh, well, Clemson blew out some of these teams, but they really, I mean, yeah. they kind of struggled versus Louisiana tech and Georgia tech, uh, offensively. So I still think it's wide open. And I do think that NC state, I mean, I think they can still win the ACC and, Go eleven and one. Um, I think it's still there. It's just they got to figure out their identity offensively because I, I thought this offense would be much more up tempo, um, taking a lot more vertical shots down the field, and it just seems conservative to me. And uh, I don't know. We'll see I, the ECU game, which I thought was going to be the t- one of the toughest games on the schedule. Yeah, probably they should have lost that game, but uh, you got lucky. And I feel like. In past years, they probably would have lost a game to ECU or Texas Tech, um, but they won. So they're still undefeated, and you get UConn, shouldn't have any issue with them, and then you got the big Clemson game uh, next week or the following week. So when did you first start? So this is year 10 for Dave Dorn.
1: You're not here in ACC country. You're in Oklahoma, right? Yeah, Oklahoma. Okay. Big 12 so you, have a, you have a different perspective on the ACC. And for the most people outside of this area, it is Clemson and everyone else. Mm -hmm. I am curious, though, when did NC State get on your radar? And when did you start thinking, you know, I guess maybe even into last season, when did you start thinking, okay, this program might have what it takes to make the playoff?
2: To me, it was when they when they finally bowed up against Clemson and beat them last year. Um, I, I was really impressed with just how they held up against a team that just is loaded with four and five star recruits. Um, I also thought the UNC game, um, was, I was just so impressed with, with Devin Leary in that game and just his accuracy on those deep ball throws. Um, and then also there were NC state had a lot of guys out on defense. Um, and the defense was still like the second best in the ACC last year. And so you had basically all those guys coming back plus, you know, all the starters that were injured last year. And I thought, you know, this this could be a special season for NC State. Um, but yeah, I actually grew up in Atlanta. I actually grew up a Clemson fan, so I am kind of familiar with. Whoa, uh, <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Giving whoa. you some intel, yeah, inside information here. Because <laughs> anyone who follows you on
1: Twitter knows you can be a little bit of a Clemson hater. Yeah, when oh, Apo yeah. running down the hill, yeah, about Memorial Stadium. Yeah. So no, you grew up a Clemson fan.
2: I did. I grew up a Clemson fan. Uh, grandpa went to Clemson. We pulled for Clemson, uh, growing up. Um, uh, my little brother, who's my co host on my podcast, he's still a big Clemson fan, but okay. I went to, I went to OU and, uh, I've just, I have become a Sooner fan, uh, by going to school here. And, um, uh, but so, so yeah. So I, I am familiar. Uh, like it's weird seeing Clemson, um, that rivalry, I mean, it, it, it's been one sided with Clemson and NC State. When's the last yeah. time NC State won in Death Valley? Down there was 02. 02. So it's been a minute. Um, and I know it's tough to play there. So, gosh, I, I'm just, this, this Wake Forest Clemson game is going to tell me a lot um, yeah, about I Clemson. I agree. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Big game boomer joining us here on Pack Therapy. and And before we let you go, these lists. And if you're a college football fan, you're an NC state fan, you've probably seen big game boomer. First of all, what is the graphic application that you're using? Because it feels like it's not my yellow pad, right? It's not like I can't, I can't use technology
2: at all, but there's not a whole lot of polish right in between for, yeah. I mean, I use, so I use a little bit of Canva. Um, It's a, uh, graphic and then I some of the stuff I just use Microsoft Excel. Okay. And um, I mean, I'm not a graphic designer by any means, um, but I don't know, man. I just started tweeting those lists out a year, I mean, over a year ago, and people, li- people like people to argue about them. So what's your Twitter um, up to? God, followers 55,000. I think I've got, I just hit 60,000 on Instagram. Okay. So it's, uh,
1: and we're talking like in a year here this is this isn't something that you've been
2: no this is yeah right? I mean, since you since about february of 2021 is really kind of when i started i had like 500 less than 500 followers um and it's really i mean it's cool i mean I, it's it's been an incredible experience and i'm just keep seeing where it goes it, it's That's fun awesome you are
1: trolling slightly in some of those lists that everyone knows can't be scientific, like best bathroom or <laughs> some enough. of them are right. <laughs> like some of them
2: you, you, yeah. you figured out the, the tweak. the formula? Yeah. Yeah. There, there's all like when I rank, like, cause I, there, there's two, there's two parts of it. When I rank like player performances and coaches yeah. and stuff like that, that's a hundred percent serious. It's my opinion based on what I've seen. And you see like coaches retweeting it and, Players, parents retweeting it, and articles showing up in the USA Today or Sports Illustrated. That stuff I, I take serious. But when I'm like yeah. talking like tailgating or yeah, best bathrooms, I'm always taking a shot at at some fan base. Um, always. So, um, and it's just, it's hilarious. It's all fun. I mean, it, it, it the reactions that you get are, are just hilarious because people love their schools so much that I, I mean, you could tweet schools with the best and worst um vending machines and you'd get you'd get unc fans going what the heck you know no. <laughs> yeah or duke like We've, we're better than that and, i mean it's it's uh it, it's great it's a lot of fun so you're gonna be here in,
1: Rale- in raleigh for your first nc state game october 27th night yeah. game at virginia
2: tech thursday night yeah hopefully hopefully you guys are uh undefeated when i come out there I- well, i'm looking forward to it
1: Either way, please make sure you come by the studio. Yeah, absolutely. We'll have you on the show that day. And I'll make sure if you haven't been directed to the right tailgate spots yet, I'll make sure you're in the right tailgate spots Oh, too. it's,
2: yeah, no, I, for sure I'll stop by. And I've seen, yeah, I, when I announced I was going there, man, I, so many people hit me up like, you got to go, come to my tailgate, you got to come to my tailgate. So it's going to be a fun day. I can't wait to meet, meet everybody down there.
1: All right, big game boomer. You survived your first pack therapy session. I hope you survived the pack football season as well.
2: Yep. Uh, one game at a time. That's going to do
1: it for us this week. Thanks again to Big Game Boomer for joining us. Yeah, he's, he's new to the Wolf Pack fandom. We'll see how this all works out for him. If you've missed any of our episodes, Go so check them out on Sportsfan.com. Or, of course, you can get them on Apple, Spotify, Google. You name it, we're there. If you do us a favor, download, subscribe, five stars only, if you would be so kind. We'll catch you next week right here on Pack Therapy.